Okay, so welcome to the Behind the Host podcast on the Boostly podcast. I'm Liam Carolan, and today we are joined by a host. He's based up in Glen Falls. His name is Joshua Kitless, and today we are interviewing him about his short-term rental and how he got started in short-term rentals and the lessons he's learned across the way. So today, listen in for the next 20 or 30 minutes where you can pick up tips from other hosts, things that you can implement in your business to help you. So welcome along, Joshua, and thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to to be here. And one small quick clarification, I'm actually in Brooklyn, New York. My property is up in Glenswell, so so, so pretty close, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. So I am doing this remotely. Glenswell is about three hours away from, from Brooklyn. Yes. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. That's cool. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that as well about being remote, which is cool because that's, that's a new aspect as well. So before we get started, if you could uh, just introduce yourself, how you got into short-term rental space and, uh, you know, sort of a, a little bit more about your property. Yeah, sure. So my name's Josh Gedlis, as, as you said, and I got into short-term rentals. I guess if you were going to go way back you know, as, as a kid, my parents, when we'd go on, on holidays, you know, we would stay in, in short-term rentals or, or short-term less. And you know, we did that throughout the, the Northeast U.S. I was you know, raised basically in the same area that I'm, I'm living now. And, uh, you know, it was just a, a cool way to, to spend a holiday, really. And, you know, you have access to all these different kinds of properties. And it's a, it's a really unique experience, whether you're staying in somebody's cabin on on the lake or you know some house in, in the mountains it was really cool so that always that always stuck with me and then you know over time you know of course airbnb came up and it just it, it continued to be something of, of interest but then from trying to transition this into the the business aspect you know I've, I've been doing commercial real estate investing and i was just looking for something else and you know consumed a lot of, of real estate content and you know, Airbnb is everybody knows started popping up and I said, hi, you know, this sounds pretty cool. And this is also something that I'm, I'm familiar with. And so then, you know, ultimately I just said, this is it. I'm going to go and do it. And then I went and I started researching where I'm going to do it. And that's the big thing. Right. And so for my first property, this is not just my first investment property. This is also my first property. I live in New York where it's like a million and a half dollars for a one bedroom apartment. So a lot of us are, are still renting. So it's kind of, kind of a big deal, first property. And um, I wanted it to be close, you know, close enough to travel to not something that was all that far away. And I just, Hudson River is a really popular place to both live and vacation on in New York. And it kind of starts down by the Atlantic Ocean in New York City. And then it works its way all the way up into upstate New York. And so what I did was, you know, I, I knew that something on the Hudson River would be a good place to to have a, a short-term rental. And so I literally, I literally started about 30 minutes north of New York and I just started calling every planning and zoning department at all these main cities going up. And I went one to another, to another, to another. And it just like, Glens Falls is up there. Like I really had to work my way up because I was running into one of either two issues. One, they were banned or they were restricted on a level that just didn't make sense where, you know, some places short-term rentals were permitted, but only 90 days out of the year 
or you had to live in the town as well. So there are all these restrictions that I just kept running into. And so I just kept going one town after another. And then I might find a town where the restrictions permitted me to, to be there, but it was out of my budget. So I just kept going and going and going and going. And it finally kicked Glens Falls and everything was great. So that's how I ended up going to, to Glens Falls. It was really the, the closest municipality to me that permitted short-term rentals, you know, that didn't really have any restrictions. And so that's how I, I ended up there and give a little bit more about Glens Falls. Um, yeah, certainly. So why, um, so you've ended up with Glens Falls for that, that first one. And it sounds as though you had to be pretty determined to, uh, to, to get there. Like there was a lot of no's along the way. So, you know, first of all, you know, accommodations for, for keep going. And also when you set on Glens Falls, you found out it was okay to, to do short-term rentals there. What were some of the aspects that you considered as to whether or not it would make a good place for short-term rental? As the listeners will, will be thinking, well, you know, I've got to research a place and it sounds like the state laws, you know, is one really important aspect to look at. When you find somewhere that allows it, what other things should somebody consider? Yeah, well, there's state, there's county, and then there's also city. I'm not sure how it is overseas, but here, like, those are really the three laws you have to look at. And it's not so much state, it's more county and, and city that you need to look at. So the, to answer your question, though, the other pieces to to consider are, you know, I think one, what's driving the demand there? Because you need to have, you, you need to have bodies in, in the house to, to pay the bills and, and make it successful. So one thing that I really like about Glens Falls is that it's, it's centrally located to a lot of attractions upstate that a lot of people from the city go to. So there's in the wintertime, there's skiing in the summertime. There's a lot of hiking. It's very accessible to the Adirondacks, which are a mountain range up in upstate New York. It's very popular for people to go. And then also in the fall and in autumn time, people like to go there to do what we call leaf peeping, which is look at the different foliage and the changing color of the leaves. Summertime also, it's, it's very close to Lake George, which is a very popular lake for recreation. So it's about 15 minutes from there. It's also about 15, 20 minutes from Saratoga Springs, which is the home of horse racing. And there's about a, I'd say a six or eight week span that just wrapped up this weekend where people from all over the world come to Saratoga Springs to watch the horses race. And so there's there's a lot of different things that are, are going on year round. And, um, you know, the demand that I've seen so far is really, it's, it's been, been really nice. And I was at capacity for almost all of June, all of July, all of August. September is starting to shape up nicely. And, uh, you know, I know it's going to be a slightly, or I believe there's going to be a slower season once you get into the dead of winter, but, um, looking to, to other avenues to fill those times, like looking at um, nurses and professionals to help fill the gap there. I mean, it sounds like you've really done your research. Did you know that before? Was was this all part of the research or did you know about some of these places before you you sort of set on uh, on Glens Falls? I'll, I'll, I'll say it to mix. Like I, I did know about Lake George. I did know about Saratoga. I should know that there's also a pretty significant performing arts center up in Saratoga. So I, I, I did know about this, but, you know, there is also that element of, of a leap of faith because you never really know in like a newish place. Like you, you can, 
you can read and study all day long, but at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're not going to know until, you know, you're really there and, and experiencing it. And so it's, it's been working out. Quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint, are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint. And then for 101 Marketing Tactics, that is in the Playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Definitely. Uh, experience teaches us if we need more of it. So like you say, just uh, it sounds as though you've you've done the research, you've gone there, you kind of know it's a great place. Talk us through how did you feel when you finally got the property? And is there anything in particular you've done to prepare it for short-term rental? Yeah. So when I finally got the property, it was kind of one of those well moments where it's like, okay, you know, I just signed this note for this place and uh, you know it's a it's a big deal so like there there's the newness of of home ownership there's the newness of having purchased this for a business that i haven't gone into yet so you know little i guess natural concern there but uh you know to to get it set up for short-term rental i really i really took the guest perspective as best i could and i, I would say that's that's how i set it up and that's what i use as the barometer for creating the place. So what kind of, and I put myself in the guest shoes. If I were the guest, like what kind of bed would I want to be sleeping on? You know, what kind of appliances would I want to have in the kitchen? Would I want to have a hot water kettle? Would I want to have a blender? Like how many different kinds of pots and pans would I want to have? And so that's, that's, a, that's the approach that, that I took with, with setting it up. You know, I did put in some cameras on, on the outside not on the inside because that's illegal and also creepy but um, yeah, no, not a good idea on the inside <laughs> yeah I, I, in fact i don't, I don't want to see what people are, are, are doing anyway i'm not i'm not that interested but i i tried to take on that that guest perspective you know and, and understand try to understand what what a guest would want and you know it, it's worked out really well so i've gotten really strong feedback from guests thus far about how well the place is is equipped so you know in addition to comfy beds and some of the appliances that I mentioned for the kitchen. I got like a washer and dryer, you know, I know not everybody has that, but that's been, that's been huge. That's been, that's been really helpful. You know, I got some, what we call Adirondack chairs, which are like outdoor chairs that are common in, uh, in, uh, in upstate New York. So I brought a little bit of that, that regional flavor as well into the place. And I also have some, some really unique artwork that has been handed down to me from my mom who has had that, you know, for a really long time. I mean, this is, this is artwork that was created probably like, I don't know, 60 years ago or so just by a, by, by a local artist, but it, you know, it adds some, some flavor to, to the place and it doesn't give it a cookie cutter type of perspective. It sounds as though you've added in, uh, you know, the things you've thought about the guest experience and by adding little details like, you know, original artwork and things, which sounds though like you, you, you treasure that sort of stuff. It really makes a home, doesn't it? It really helps guests to connect to the place. So um, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'd say another part that was, that was really important when, when we put this together was to just make it unique. You know, it's not a place that's so off the wall where we have like 
bungalow swings and like a slide to take you from the first floor to the second floor. Like it's nothing like that, but it's very bright. It's very colorful. It's probably not how many people would design their place. And I think that guests appreciate that too. You know, it's a little, it's a, it's a comfortable respite from their, their day to day. Yeah. Yeah. People don't want to go and stay in what they've already got. They want to go and experience yeah. something and, and stay in something a bit different, which is cool. And especially with all the places you've researched, is there anything you do around, do you kind of provide those recommendations, those research places for guests? Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that, you, you, you know, as, as you go along the journey, you, you find out a lot about yourself and you find out things that you didn't know. And, and one of the things that I found out is that I do really love the business and what I love the most is just the guest interaction. And so, you know, I guess I just love being that like expert for guests and showing them how to have an enjoyable time. So yeah, you know, I do have a, a, a guest book that I put together, which I, I give to the guests when they, when they register for, for the place. And then also there's, you know, all sorts of, whether it's beach recommendations or dining recommendations or recommendations about the, the arts. I'm always at the ready to, to give them concepts on something to do. I even proactively ask them, you know, like, Hey, like while you're up here, do you need any recommendations on restaurants? You know, do you need any recommendations on like the arts? Are there any kind of like festivals or anything that you're interested in, in doing? Because I neglected to mention that earlier, but there's, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting festivals that go on upstate, whether it's like car shows or balloon festivals or whatever, you know, there, there's always something interesting going on there. That's cool. And I mean, that's one of these things which is so different with like, instead of going to stay in a hotel where it might be somebody on a front desk who may not care quite as much as, as, as hosts or people who are, you know, sort of invested in the business. It's one of the things where when somebody comes and stays with you, you might be the only person they know for the entire, you know, for, for miles and miles or kilometers around, you know what I mean? So you providing those recommendations is just so important. And of course, I'm sure that helps you to get, you know, repeat guests and, and great reviews as well. There's two ways we could go here. You Are you still in full-time career at the moment as well as? I am. Been? I am. I am. Yeah. And, and, and I'm happily, like I'll, 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 I'll say that pretty freely. I'm very happily uh, doing full-time career. So there's going to be people who are listening. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people, you know, want to get out of the rat race and all that. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. No, no, this is, this is cool. And there'll be people listening who want to be in the position where you are now, where you've set up your, your, your property. So what's one of the things that you've learned that has most helped you along your journey, whether it's a piece of tech or, you know, a piece of knowledge that you've learned along your journey? Most helpful thing is that I love it. I absolutely love it. That just makes everything a lot, a lot easier. If I were to, to, to narrow it down, you know, I mean, just having the passion, like, like, like I'm, 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 the, I'm the passion for it. That's, that's hands down. I would, I would say to myself, I think as far as something a little more quantifiable, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, I am a tech guy. I do product management uh, for a company called HGPO, which is in the short term rental space, which is pretty cool be doing this full time. Uh, I should just note that tech man, hospitable.com has been absolutely unbelievable for, for what I do. It's, so it's so a property management system and you know, it does really, it automates the whole guest experience and it's fantastic, you know, all the way down to coming up with lock codes for my, my smart locks. You know, there's just a lot that 
I don't have to, to worry about, you know, it sends a, a message to the guests when they inquire about the, the property, which helps if you're on platforms like Airbnb, VRBO, they're looking at response times. And so you can automate that. You know, that's tremendous because then you're going to get those, you know, hundred percent response times. So, you know, it, it does that. And then when we guess registers, send the follow up there, you know, checks in with guests after they've stayed, you know, before they, they get there, sends them the key codes and everything. So like, it's just a fantastic piece of software and it's, it's really helpful. I've, I've heard from hosts who are much larger than me that they've kind of moved on from hospitable. I've also heard from some hosts who are larger than me that haven't been able to leave hospitable. They refer to it as a warm blanket. And I think that's, that's kind of cool. That's a nice way to, to look at them. And they're fantastic PMS. And, and we've had the guys from Hospitable on, uh, you know, Mike's oh, cool. the guys from Hospitable. But it's one of those things where, like you say, having a good PMS and having something which allows easy messaging and connects well. Did you say you've got smart locks? So for the people listening, yeah. how, how do you, how does that work for your property? Yeah, so I, I have the Slage, I'm not even sure I pronounce the name, Slage, Slage, S-C-H-L-A-G-E, Encode. <laughs> Smart locks. It's ENCODE, E N C O D E. And these are battery operated locks that are connected to, to the Wi Fi. So on the door facing outside, there's, there's a keypad, you know, much like the phone numbers on, on your phone. And a guest is sent a email that has the code to, to enter. It's a randomly generated code that's used to, to enter the property. And I have one of these smart locks on the front door and one on the rear door. So when Hospitable sends over this email and does this syncing between the smart locks, it gives the same code to both locks. So it's easy for the guests to remember. And, you know, just like dialing a number on your phone, you go and enter the code and the door opens. It's connected to, to Wi-Fi. So... That's how hospitals are able to transmit the information to the locks. And then also, you know, I have, I have an app on my phone, a Schlage app where, you know, I can see when people have entered, when people have exited. It's also really handy because I could see the status of the door. I could see if it's locked, if it's, if it's unlocked. And so that's, um, it's actually something that full disclosure I've had to use when I've been at the property and. I'll leave and I say, oh, snap. Did I remember to lock the door? Mm -hmm. and, and I can, and I can look and, you know, either lock it or just uh, know that I've already locked it. It's one of the amazing bits of tech, isn't it? Smart locks to be able to, to do that from, from afar. And like you say, so you're about three hours, did you say around? Yeah, three roughly, yeah roughly three hours. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. That's cool. So there'll be people who are listening into this and just go, well, you know, it sounds good, get hospitable, get smart locks. 
Is there any other um, tips you'd have for managing from afar? Yeah, I'd say that you definitely, in addition to trusting in the technology, you, you just need to have a solid team up there. You, know, you need to have a, somebody who can clean your, your property very well. And the cleaner is going to also act as, as the eyes and ears for your property. So you definitely need to have a really good relationship with a really strong cleaning partner to do, I say cleaning, they're really called turnovers. When the cleaner comes and turns over the place, uh, you know, they'll take care of the, the laundry, they'll take care of the cleaning, they'll polish any chrome, do the vacuuming, mop the floors. It's, uh, it, it's a really comprehensive job that they do. So I interviewed a bunch of cleaners in advance of, of starting this property and I found one that I really liked and they, they did a great job. I did do a, like what we call here in the States, a secret shopper type uh, experiment. There's really no secret shoppers where somebody who's been designated by management will go into a store and like shop to get a customer experience and then give like any negative or positive feedback back to management saying, Hey, you know, when I went through and I shopped, this is my experience. This was good. This was bad. That kind of thing. So I did a couple secret shoppers and one time I found some, some issues, which I, I reported. And then the other time I actually found some issues too. And I know that, you know, in, in one of the cases it was minor in the other cases it was major, but I would say that even as much that a stronger relationship as you have with your cleaners and really any professional partner for that matter, they, they need to be managed mm-hmm. and you need to really just take responsibility into your own hands and, and do something like that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the secret chopper and, you know, despite those, those couple issues and there, there've been some others, but there's bound to be, you know, when you have people staying for hundreds and hundreds of nights in your, your property, there's going to be issues that come up. I mean, no, nobody's perfect, but there's being able to, you know, first have that solid foundation, but then manage the heck out of them, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be in good shape. It's one of those things where, like you say, the the themes of having good technology and good team seems to come up uh, often because you do need these good people. And what you've added in there is that that kind of, we, we call them mystery shoppers across here, but the secret shopper okay. kind of experience, you really get an idea of what your guest is is seeing. And obviously by feeding back on that, you're not only able to help uh, improve standards with your, you know, with, with the cleans and that, Obviously, your cleaners don't know when you're doing that either, so you get a real experience of how it is for your guests. So that's a really good tip. We we suggest it within Boostly, where if you've got you know a listing on Airbnb or if you've got your own website or like you say, if you go and try out your own home, you can do these things to really get that experience of how does your guest feel while while you know seeing the property or while while using the property. So that's that's a really cool tip. So how long has your short term rental been running for now? Short-term rental has been running since March of the beginning of this year. Amazing. Amazing. And has there been, what would you say has been the biggest challenge, the biggest learning curve? God, the, the biggest learning curve, I just, you know, it's funny, I was just talking about like managing things tightly and I, I, I do manage it tightly, but there's this element of like letting go, you know, like I can't walk around the corner and get to this place, you know, like it, yeah. it is it is a trip, you know, like I, I live in New York and I'll have to either take a train or, you know, rent a car to, to get up there. And I just have to, to 
really trust in the people that I put in place up there because, you know, there have been like little things that have come up where, you know, I had a guest, for instance, who they somehow did something that tripped the breakers and against better judgment, I let them into the basement, which I keep the basement locked, but I, I told them where the key was and I let them go to the basement and turn the breakers back. They did great, except they didn't turn on the breakers for, or they didn't turn back on the breakers for the hot water heater. So they left. The next guest comes in and they're like, where's the hot water? And I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, what happened? And you know, I'm thinking, my mind goes to these terrible places of, you know, like the thing, the heating element blew and I'm going to need to get a new hot water tank or whatnot. But, um, you know, I, I called the, I, I thought that if outside chance, you know, just going through troubleshooting, I just thought, I mean, a first order would be to check the, 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 the breaker. And I contacted the cleaner and I said, Hey, can you go down and take a look? And she went down and took a look and based on me. And thankfully it was just the, the breaker hadn't been look back, but, um, you know, like I, I trust them enough to go and, and do, you know, work on the house essentially. And, uh, I think that that's really important, but being able to like trust that others can do a job good enough for me, that was good. Cause no one's ever going to be able to, as a host, no one's ever going to be able to do it to your spec. You know, you could have the best cleaners in the world. You're still going to find dust. You, know, you yeah. could have the, you, you, you could have the best landscaper in the world. You're still going to find weeds. You yeah. could have the best snow removal company. There's still going to be some patch of ice somewhere that's like not not okay to you. But we we find what we're looking for, don't we? A lot of the time, and that's <laughs> you know if, if we look hard enough. And I mean, this is one of those things. though, why even having a place where you know where that key is and you're able to instruct the guest, and then you're able to send the cleaner. It sounds as though you know you've 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 thought ahead because some people wouldn't even have that key available. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's quite cool. And one of the things, obviously, being quite fresh to short-term rental, what are some of the transferable skills that you've used from other areas of your life, which you'd say are important while being a host in short-term rental? Yeah, you know, uh, like I mentioned before, I, I do product management in the, in the daytime. So for those who, who don't know what that is, you're, you you work with the, really everybody in your organization to develop your, your software product. So I work a lot with engineers who are really... You know, they're taking the process of building one line of code at a time. You know, you need to have, you know, your foundation you need to just keep building, building upon that. And I think that's, that's the mentality that I've taken with this is that there's you know really one thing that you can do at a time really well. And it's super easy to get overwhelmed with looking at everything. Like, you know, how am I going to design this place? How am I going to pay the bills if I don't get enough guests? How am I going to this? How am I going to that? You know, there's a laundry list. I mean, it's a property business that, that you're managing where you have like this huge responsibility to giving people an amazing time. There's a million things that are going on, but you can really only focus on, on one at a time and you're not going to be able to build that beautiful product if you're focusing on everything at the same time. It's just not going to happen. So I think that's one of the skills that I took that's helped me the most is just to stay, stay narrow really and just keep like one thing at a time. You know, I mean, you could have for instance, you can have a million windows open on your computer, but there's really, as I do right now, but there's only one thing that I can do, you know, and that's talk to you. And so that's what, that's what I'm doing. You know, I got my, my finance spreadsheet over here and I got my work stuff over here. I got, 
you know, pricing software open over here. I got another finance spreadsheet over here, but you know, I, I know that stuff has to get done, but I can only talk to you. I mean, one of those things, and, and there'll be loads of people who resonate with what you're saying there about you can only, you know, you focus on the next step, don't you? As opposed to the entire staircase, you're looking at the next step at the time. You build those foundations. And it sounds as though you've done that by, you know, the research and then getting the right amenities within the property and then having the right things for guests available, then having the right team. All of that is a layered, it's like a layer of a cake each time, isn't it, that you're adding to it. And that that definitely continues. And I'm sure there's there's going to be a lot of people who have listened to this and, and heard your story, Josh, and, uh, you know, feel inspired because one of the things with short-term rental is it is quite forgiving. You know, there's not many places where you can just open a shop and, and get, you know, sales, whereas on using you know, the online travel agency, Airbnb, and then building these foundations by making sure, uh, you know, some of the things we've, we've talked about are in place, you're able to make a success out of it. And that, that sounds really good. And, and the thing which really that I've got from this, this interview is, is the passion for actually looking after the guest, which is what hospitality and hosting is all about. So as we come to the end of these podcasts, what we'd like to do is do a couple of quick fire questions. So these are just okay. a bit fun, um, can be short or as long answers as you like. So, uh, Josh, what, what's your favorite beverage? What do you drink? My favorite drink, my God, well, I'm sure you've seen me drinking a couple of different things here. One's water, one's coffee. My favorite, it's got to be coffee. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the nectar of uh, entrepreneurs, I think. <laughs> what's the one place in the world that you love to visit or you'd like to visit? One place in the world I'd love to visit is Bangkok, Thailand, and I'm going there in november oh congratulations that always makes me think of the film hangover these days but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks looks amazing and yeah. uh finally uh who inspires you who inspires me god my parents inspire me they're they're amazing people i'm lucky that they're they're still alive my dad has been an entrepreneur almost his entire career he's had his own business which he's just actually now now selling after I think it's 44 years in, in business and, you know, to, to go through, I, I couldn't even, ma even imagine what, what he's been through as, as a business owner all these years, you know, that's really inspiring to me. And, and I'm lucky that I have somebody that close to me who I can you know, talk with about business stuff and that, who, you know, I just, I've, I've seen it work, you know, there's a, there, there's a lot of times where I think we all doubt our abilities and we doubt that uh, you know what we're doing can can work and uh, you know i just see what what my dad's done in you know within like the past half a century really and it's just been phenomenal and you can do it i think it's the short answer there so yeah, yeah, that is a it's a beautiful answer, and what a great way to uh, to bring it to a close. So, people listening will have uh, been inspired by your story, Josh. If they wanted to get in touch, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best. Um, my handle is my last name Kitlas K I T L A S. You can just go to LinkedIn.com slash in slash Kitlas and their map and. You can find me there and we can talk more short-term rentals. That's really cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, yeah, really the passion is shining through. So thanks again. Uh, that's it for another episode of Behind the Host podcast. And uh, bye for now. See you on the next one.